بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم we continue the explanation on the salah described and we finished in the last talk the uh, position of prostration and the last thing we spoke about is that for the person in the state of prostration is to level his shoulders level his hands uh, up to with his shoulders and or sometimes level them with uh, level them with his ears level them with his ears while in the state of prostration this is the last thing we spoke about and one should remember also uh, that should not spread his forearms like the spreading of a dog because this is prohibited as the Prophet ﷺ said لا يبسط أحدكم ذراعيه انبساط الكلب in the hadith reported by Bukhari and Muslim none of you should spread his forearms like the spreading of a dog then what the person is going to say in the state of prostration the believer says Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la Subhana we explained many times the meaning of tasbih and tasbih means declaring Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be far removed from all imperfections or imperfection and defects as to the saying Rabbi al-A'la my Rabb the Most High here the believer did not say or does not say Rabbi al-Azim you know in Ruku' in Ruku' the believer says Rabbi al-Azim my Lord most great or the greatest here he doesn't say this because mentioning the highness of Allah in this position is more fitting than mentioning his greatness because the position of the person in this state is in his lowest position and that's why it is more fitting to praise Allah with highness and one should contemplate the wisdom and the fitting of these matters in relation to what the companions did for example in their travel as came in the hadith of Jabir radiallahu ta'ala anhu he said kunna idha sa'adna kabbarna wa idha nazalna sabbahna he Jabir radiallahu ta'ala anhu said whenever we went up a place we would say takbir Allahu Akbar Allah is the greater greater than anything and whenever we want 
or went down a place we would say subhanallah subhanallah far Allah is removed above defects and imperfection because when the person goes to or goes up a place he may feel haughty and arrogant so it is fitting for him to remember Allahu Akbar Allah is greater so as to remind himself of the greatness and magnificence of Allah Azza wa Jal the most mighty the most magnificent and when he goes down a place he realizes that going down is a deficiency so it's more proper to make tasbih to make tasbih glorifying Allah above any imperfection and or deficiency in which he is in being at a low place so it is fitting therefore during the prostration that the believer says Subhana Rabbiya Al-A'la far removed my Rabb Allah from any imperfection he is the high the most high and the like of this also is exemplified in the fact that the messenger وسلم, whenever he saw something that he liked from this life from this worldly life he would say لَبَّيْكَ إِنَّ الْعَيْشَ عَيْشُ الْآخِرَةِ I respond to you O Allah verily indeed the true life which is sustained and sought is that of the hereafter why? and this is reported in Bukhari and Muslim <coughs> because the person if he sees something that he likes from the life of this world he may be inclined towards it and turns away from Allah so he says لَبَّيْكْ لَبَّيْكْ meaning istijaba. I respond to you O Allah and then he checks himself and reminds himself that the true living and true life is not this life which is perishing but rather that of the hereafter and that's now why it is from the sunnah for the person if he sees something that he likes in this life to say لَبَّيْكَ إِنَّ الْعَيْشَ عَيْشُ الْآخِرَةِ لَبَّيْكَ إِنَّ الْعَيْشَ عَيْشُ الْآخِرَةِ I respond to you O oh Allah indeed the life 
is that and the true life is that of the here after now the believer says subhana rabbi al-a'la in prostration al-a'la meaning the most high is this highness in place or highness in attribute the answer this highness comprises both and this is something agreed upon in the fitr in the natural inclination upon which people were created except for those whom the shayateen the devils had swayed away from the sound course of fitra for the highness and transcendence of Allah Azza wa Jal is that he is above high in his essence in himself is something people are created upon so if you ask a common person what do you mean when you say in prostration subhana rabbiya al-a'la subhana rabbiya al-a'la what do you mean by that he will tell you ulu with that the transcendence of Allah in himself and he may not know about the ulu of the sifa the transcendence of the attribute this is naturally ingrained despite that it is negated by some who face the same qibla like us and there is no doubt that they opposed the book and the sunnah and the consensus of the salaf and the intellect the sound intellect and the fitra and if they would have returned to their fitra they would have found that this is something inevitable and it's a must to attest to <coughs> so when they when something touches them you see or you <coughs> if something touches them their hearts become directed upwards in the direction of highness and they stand in Arafah or on Arafah invoking Allah do they raise their hands upward or do they put their hands downward the former they raise their hands upward and it is amazing that they or the strange rather that they raise their hands and claim that Allah is on earth we seek refuge in Allah from what they attribute to him so the important thing is that we feel when we say Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la 
سبحان ربي الأعلى Far Allah the Most High is removed from all imperfection. Far is He above all imperfection, the Most High. We feel that Allah is Aliyun fi Datihi, high in Himself, in His essence, and high in His attributes. He is higher above everything and sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes himself be al-a'la and sometimes al-ali because these attributes are affirmed meaning the transcendence is affirmed in these attributes (coughs) and sometimes he describes himself al-kabir and al-akbar Al-Alim and Al-A'lam all of these are superlative forms they don't mean agent nouns as claimed by some now when the person in the prostration says Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la it is not conditional according to the correct opinion that he raises his voice to make himself hear what he says as long as he clearly utters the letters then whether he hears that by himself or not then this is sufficient now how many times the person may say subhana rabbi al-a'la the sunnah is that this is repeated three times and also he may also add to that by saying for example subuhun quddusun rabbul malaikati warruh subuh quddus rabbul malaikati warruh what is the meaning of subuh it means the one who is free from defects and from having a partner and above anything that does not fit him. This is the meaning of subbuh. What is the meaning of quddus? Subbuhun, quddusun. Quddus meaning the one purified from all that which suits him not this is the meaning of Quddus Rabbul Malaika Warruh Rabbul Malaika the Lord of the Angels Warruh and Arruh here refers to Jibreel alayhi salam in one saying also he may say during the prostration also he may say during prostration Subhanaka Allahumma Rabbana Wabihamdik Subhanaka Allahumma Rabbana 
وبحمدك اللهم اغفر لي سبحانك اللهم ربنا وبحمدك اللهم اغفر لي which means سبحانك اللهم O Allah I declare you free from all imperfection ربنا you are our رب وبحمدك and also praising him mentioning his praise <coughs> that he is worthy of all praise the one who deserves all praise is due to him this is a prelude for a request what is the request Allahumma ghfir li O Allah forgive me so the person declares Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala free from all imperfection and then praises him and then puts his request Allahumma ghfir li O Allah forgive me then after that he lifts his head lifts the head from the prostration position and makes takbir makes takbir saying Allahu Akbar the saying of Allahu Akbar is between is within the movement during the transition the saying of Allahu Akbar is during the transition after he leaves the place he leaves his head or he takes his head from the place and before he ends in the sitting position now how he is going to sit after the first prostration he sits in a position which is called iftirash he sits in a position which is called iftirash so he lays his left foot he lays his left foot he lays his left foot along the ground along the ground and sits on it he lays his left foot along the ground and sits on it and then he would have his right foot upright he would have his right foot upright pointing its toes towards the Qibla pointing its toy its toes towards the Qibla this is the position called iftirash this is the position called iftirash and sometimes sometimes he would the Prophet is reported in Sahih Muslim from Ibn Abbas may Allah be pleased with him and his father that he would sometimes practice resting on both his heels and all his toes resting on both his heels and all his toes this is called I will put the translation in this position he says in this position he says 
رب اغفر لي او الله فرجيف مي وارحمني هاف ميرسي اون مي وعافني باردون مي واهدني اند جايد مي وارزقني اند سستين مي اند sometimes واجبرني set me right or mend me now during this sitting position where he is going to put his hands this is what he says now should I repeat that should I repeat that <coughs> oh there it is رب اغفر لي وارحمني وعافني واهدني وارزقني or instead of وارزقني واجبرني and if he combines also that there is no, no harm because this is a place for dua <coughs> now the question is where should he put his hands and how the first description is <coughs> put the hands on the thighs with the tips of the fingers at the knees this is the first description. The second description puts the right hand on the knee and the left hand he puts on the knee but as if grabbing it like grabbing the knee. As to how then with respect to the left hand it should be stretched with the fingers together and directed towards the Qibla and with the side with the uh, with the elbows part by the thigh meaning it should not be separate rather it should be kept towards the thigh together not separate from the thigh doesn't make it separated but brings it towards the thigh this is with respect to the left as to the right the sunnah is to clench the little finger and the ring finger and have a have the thumb with the middle finger in a circle 
bring the thumb and the middle finger in a circle and points the index and points the index finger and moves it whether to move it during the dua only or through the entire uh, <coughs> with respect to the tashahud we'll talk about that but with respect to this resting with this position between the prostration between the prostrations he moves it this is one opinion he moves it with the dua which the dua we're talking about rabbi warhamni wahdini warzuqni wajburni this is in accordance with one narration that came from Imam Ahmad from the hadith of Wa'il bin Hujr and Imam Ibn al-Qayyim went to this opinion there is disagreement about the movement of the index finger in this position between the two prostrations so therefore the sitting between the prostrations is an iftirash state we know what's the iftirash now with the hands stretched and in the first tashahud it is iftirash however the right hand is in the position where the fingers are clenched as described earlier here in the dua the believer says Rabbi so he asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive him his sins the major and the minor and al-maghfira Rabbi maghfira means satru al-dhamb wal-afu anhu it means shielding the sin and forgiving it as irhamni irhamni <coughs> this is seeking the rahma the mercy from Allah through which the person attains what he aims for and through forgiveness he is relieved from what he fears so there is a combination between the two between Rabbi Warhamni through the Rahma attaining what is sought and through Maghfira is relieving oneself from that which is feared <coughs> this is when they come together this is when they are mentioned together Rabbi Warhamni but if they are mentioned each alone if for example you say Rabbi then in this case it comprises the Rahma seeking the Rahma and if you say Allahumma Arhamni or Rabbi Arhamni also there it comprises the Maghfira the forgiveness as to the saying Urzuqni this is seeking sustenance but what is sustenance? is it that which is needed for the 
body or that which is needed to establish the deen? The answer is both. Meaning, the sustenance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala covers that which is needed by the bodies, the body's need, from food, drink, clothes, homes, and what is also needed to establish the deen from from ilm, from knowledge, from iman, from faith, amalun salih, righteous deeds, and the person should try to remember when he or she makes the dua to contemplate and make these meanings present with him so that he leaves with a benefit وَعَافِنِي يعني render me in a well state well being so if he suffers from an ailment or a disease then he contemplates this dua asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cure him from this physical ailment <coughs> and if he is having a heart disease the diseases of the heart and many are the diseases of the heart we are not talking about physical cardiac no we are talking about the diseases of the heart those which may affect the intention and the belief then he asks Allah also and makes the contemplation present that Allah cures him from this kind of heart disease and then he says Jaburni <coughs> Jabr is to set upright and to quote mend from defects because every person is defective in one way or another transgressing against himself or negligent and he needs mending and straightening so that he returns upright after the break in the tangible and the intangible these meanings that are to be contemplated and brought to presence during the dua are sometimes neglected and <coughs> many times the person says them without any pondering on what they mean the dua is ibadah the dua is a secret conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and is beloved to him and during the dua the person brings to presence his sins and remind and remembers them then afterwards 
he makes the second prostration like he did in the first one and then he invokes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because this is in the prostration this is one of the places where the dua <coughs> is answered and it is the place where the person is closest and draws most near to Allah can he read the Quran in sujood can he recite the Quran as a recitation in sujood the answer is no because the Prophet forbade for the Quran to be recited while the person is in ruku' or in sujood except however if he makes a dua using a statement from the Quran like for example take for example in uh, saying Rabbana la tuzir qulubana ba'da idh hadaytana wahab lana min ladunka rahma innaka anta al-wahhab as in Surah Al-Imran 3 verse 8 this is not harmful because what is intended here is the dua and not the recitation Rabbana la tuzib qulubana ba'da idh hadaytana wahab lana min ladunka rahma innaka anta al-wahhab our love let not our hearts deviate from the truth after you have guided us and grant us, grant us mercy from you truly you are the bestower and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <coughs> that he does not let our hearts deviate from the truth after he has guided us and to grant us mercy from him truly he is the bestower of mercy Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Sallallahu Alaihi Muhammad This brings the end of the prostration posture We continue the rest inshallah ta'ala at a, in the next time schedule